0: Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. All right, well, hello, everybody. I'm so glad to see all of you this morning. Kids, don't worry, I'm talking to you today, too. I'm so excited to be up here. How many of you love Christmas? Christmas. Yeah, like half the room. Everybody else, bah humbug, right? Good. Well, hey, I'm so happy you're here. Today we are finishing our message series that we have been titled White Elephant. We've been talking about the different gifts of Christmas and how they represent the different aspects of Christmas and how we experience it throughout the year. And today we're going to finish our series by talking about what's called the unrivaled gift. The unrivaled gift. Now, kids, do you know what the word unrivaled means? I didn't think so. So let me tell you what unrivaled means. Unrivaled means something that's the best something that's the most awesome, something that like when you see it, you know that there's nothing better than it. So what we're doing in our series, and particularly today, is we're trying to find out what is the most bestest, most awesome gift, the most unrivaled gift of Christmas. And we're searching for that. We wanna know what the best is. And I wanna tell you a story about a time that I got a gift that I thought was the best gift ever. I remember when I was 10 years old, 10 years old, maybe some of you around that age, maybe a little bit younger, and I remember Christmas morning wanting this one gift that I thought was going to be the best, most awesome gift ever. It was called the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Let me tell you how awesome this thing was, okay? Now, for you guys, you're like, I don't even know what that is. Like, maybe it's an Xbox or a PlayStation or like a LeapFrog or something like that, but this Super Nintendo was the thing, and I remember on Christmas morning waking up and being so excited because I thought I was going to get it. I was hoping I was going to get it, and I remember opening all the presents. I remember opening the presents, and I got a lot of really good gifts. I couldn't tell you what they were today, but, you know, as an adult, but, right, they were good gifts, right? How many of us as kids remember, or as adults remember, opening presents as kids, and you loved everything that you got? My son loves Christmas. He's like, I remember every gift, but the point is, is that by the time I got to the end, I didn't get the Super Nintendo, I was so sad. I was so disappointed. I thought, what, what is this about? I don't understand. And then my dad does the thing that a lot of parents do. Wait, I think there's something behind the couch. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Th- Jerry. there's something, something there. Why don't you go take a look? So I, in my sadness, but some glimmer of hope rises up in front of me. I walk over to the couch, and lo and behold, behind it, there's a big rectangular package. I pull it out, and I run back to the couch, and I rip off all the the wrapping paper. And guess what was there? The most precious item that a 10-year-old could ever receive. The Super Nintendo was there in my hands, and it was wonderful. And I loved it. It was such a special time. I was so excited. Have you ever been given a gift that you we're so excited about. Let me see your hand. Have you ever gotten a gift that you were just so thrilled about that you thought was the most awesomest, most bestest gift ever? That's what an unrivaled gift is. Do you remember where you got a Christmas where you thought that you got the best Christmas gift ever? A gift that was unrivaled? Maybe it was a video game, or maybe it was a toy, maybe something you've been wanting, maybe a new bike. Or maybe it was a guitar or a, or a musical instrument. Or maybe as an adult it was, a, it was a, a flat screen TV or some clothes that you really, really wanted. Or even a car, maybe, or a house that you desperately wanted and you were able to get it around the holiday time. But you know the thing that's interesting to me about the best gifts of Christmas is that even though it was the best awesome gift, here I am at 36 years old, still thinking about my Super Nintendo every Christmas, Every Christmas, I still wanted something else, right? Every year, I wanted more Christmas presents. Every year, I wanted a birthday present. Every year, even though I got the best gift, how come I still wanted something else? Has anybody ever been like that in the room? Anybody here ever been like, I got the awesome gift, but I still want more stuff? Why is that? Why is that? I believe it's because even though my Super Nintendo was an awesome gift, and whatever your favorite gift was, even though yours was a your favorite that there is still a better gift than anyone could ever give or could receive. One gift that's something you can't buy, one gift that you can't earn, one gift that you can't even receive it from a friend or a family member, you can't find at Toys R Us or Walmart or Best Buy or even Amazon. And the Bible tells us that that gift is Jesus. And it also tells us that when we know Jesus, that we won't think everything else in our life is so important. It doesn't mean we're not going to still like presents Because I love presents, right? I love getting gifts. It's fun and it's great to receive things. But Jesus tells us that when we know him, that everything else won't be as important. Let's read a story in the Bible that talks about what is in the gift of Jesus and what he wants to give us. We're going to turn to John chapter 4. How many of you have ever read a Bible at all? I've read parts of the Bible. Let me see. Kids, anybody ever read a Bible story? We're going to read a story today about Jesus in John chapter 4 where he meets a woman and he sits at a well. And I want to tell you a little bit about what this means first. So Jesus and his friends didn't have cars, right? Jesus didn't have a car, He didn't have a bus, He didn't have a subway. So if they wanted to go somewhere, they had to walk. Could you imagine walking 30 miles in one day? That's a long way to walk. So Jesus wanted to go to a place called Galilee, which is like another county. So we live in Pittsburgh, which is like Allegheny County. That's like wanting to go to Butler, but they had to walk there. So in order to get there, they had to walk. And along the way, they were stopping at a place in another county called Samaria, And so the Bible says in John chapter 4, we're going to read it on the screen here in a second, it says that Jesus and his friends got tired. I mean, of course you get tired, right? I would get tired if I'm walking 30 miles. So Jesus stops at a well. And what a well is, is a place to get water. Now, in our world, if you're thirsty, what do you do? You go to the refrigerator and you open a bottle of water, or you get a pitcher of water, or you go to the sink, right, and you turn on the water. But in Jesus' day, they didn't have sinks, They didn't have pipes, and they didn't have bottles of water, so if they were thirsty, they had to go to a well, and a well was a big hole that they dug in the ground, and at the bottom of that ground, the bottom of that hole, was water, and they would drop a bucket in it, and then pull the bucket back up, and that bucket would have water in it, and that's what they would drink from. So Jesus and his friends had a huge, long walk, and they arrive at a well, and they sit down, and Jesus sees a woman sitting there, and he says, hey... Would you give me something to drink? And they get into a conversation. The woman asks who he is. He starts talking about how he's thirsty. The woman talks about how she comes to the well every day to get water for her family. And then this is what Jesus says to her in John chapter 4, verses 13 to 15. He says, Jesus said, Everybody who drinks from this water, is going to get thirsty again, right? We know that. When I drink water in a cup, I'm not thirsty for a minute, but then maybe I go play outside or I hang out or I go for a run or a jog or we're just sitting in a chair and then I'm thirsty again, right? We understand that. But he says, but whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again. In fact, the water that I will give him will become a well of water springing up for him if eternal life. In other words... Jesus is telling us that if we know him, that he's going to build a well in our heart. That we're not even going to need water anymore. Like we don't have to go to the well outside to get it. What's he saying? Is Jesus telling us that we won't ever be thirsty again? Is that what he's saying? You think so. But let me tell you something. Jesus isn't just talking about water and and like a cup of water. He's talking about all the things that we want. Jesus is talking about how we're thirsty for presents, how we're thirsty for houses, that we're thirsty for friends, and we're thirsty for being a part of things, and it's never enough. We always want more. And listen to what this lady says to him in verse 15. She says, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and come here to drink water. Are you feeling that way? If someone told you that you would never be thirsty again if you drank this water, wouldn't you want that? I would. And so Jesus is saying that to them. Jesus is talking about He was saying that every day we have to keep drinking water so that we're healthy and then we stay alive. And he's saying, like, but I offer you something that you won't need all these other things again. And just like Christmas, just like Christmas where we always want more presents, even though I had the best present, even though here I am 20 years later still thinking about that one gift, I still want Christmas presents this year. I still want a nice house. I still want a nice car. I still want a good job. I want all of these things, and maybe you're the same way. And kids out there, you guys are thinking you're excited for what you want for Christmas, what you might find under your tree, and that's great. But every year you're going to want more things, and then that item is going to get broken or it's going to wear out, and you always want new things. And what Jesus is telling us is that if we know Him, That that present that we had is great, but it's not the thing that we're going to need anymore or want anymore. Because he's going to give us gifts that are way better than that. So what does Jesus mean? What does Jesus mean when he says, when he said that we won't need anything to drink anymore? Does anybody have it? We got a hand out there? What do we think that Jesus is saying to us? No? Okay. (laughs) Okay. This is what Jesus was saying. He was telling the woman at the well, and what he is telling to each one of us today, is that if we have a relationship with him, that we will be satisfied with what we have. And that he will fill us in our hearts with love and give us true life, and that we won't be so thirsty for things all the time. How many of you guys know that feeling after eating a really good meal? After you are full and you're satisfied from having a great meal. How many of you guys love that feeling of, man, I had a great meal today. I'm not hungry anymore. That's what Jesus is saying. He says, I'm going to fill you up with so many good things that you won't be so thirsty or hungry for that anymore. Now, the reason that Jesus is the unrivaled gift of Christmas, the most best awesome gift ever, is because he gives us what we can't find anywhere else. Better than any video game, better than any toy, better than clothes or houses or jobs or cars or anything. And he knows what we really want, what we really need. So what are the gifts that Jesus wants to give us? Well, I just thought of a few, and we're going to talk about those really quickly this morning. What are some of Jesus' gifts To us. Here they are. It'll be on the screen. Jesus gives us love. Now, these things are like, man, I really want an Xbox. And you might get an Xbox, but these things will last you forever. Long after an Xbox is broken, long after your car breaks down, you know what I want? I want love. Jesus promises that He gives us the gift of love, that He knows that we are special. That we, are, that, we are, that we are loved by him, that he thinks that we're awesome, and that there's nothing we could ever do to make us be not loved by him, that no matter how many mistakes we make, that we will always feel loved by God. That's wonderful. Jesus gives us the gift of love. Another gift that Jesus gives us is acceptance. Kids, how many times do you go to school and you see bullies? How many times do you go to school and you see people getting picked on? How many times at work do you feel like you're the odd man out or you don't fit in? This is one of the things that I love about the gospel of Jesus and that Christmas time particularly, people oftentimes feel alone. They don't feel like they're welcome, but Jesus brings us acceptance. The Bible tells us that when we know him, that we find acceptance in him, that our creator loves us. He doesn't look at you and compare you to other people. He doesn't think that you're too tall or too short. He doesn't think that you have too much money or too little money. Jesus looks at you and says, you are perfect, you're just right. How many of you guys have ever read the story of the Goldilocks and the three bears, right? That's us all the time. We're like, this is too hot. This is too cold. We need need to understand that Jesus says, you're just right the way that you are. And so his gift to us, one of the gifts that Jesus gives us is the gift of acceptance. He will never bully you. Jesus will look at you, and he will always accept you no matter how many mistakes you made, no matter how many failures you've had in your life. He always looks at you with love, and because of that love, he accepts you. That's awesome. That is such an awesome gift. Another one is safety. I'll tell you what, looking around our world, it's, it's, it's a scary place, Right? We hear things happening all the time in our world where we feel unsafe. We see wildfires in in, in California. We see hurricanes and blizzards that are happening. We see terrorist problems happening. There are all sorts of things. There are people who are hungry in our own country, people who don't have any money in our own towns. Maybe you feel like maybe you've ever, hopefully, never experienced it, but sometimes your house gets maybe broken into or someone steals your lunch money at school or whatever it might be. Sometimes we don't feel safe. But here's the Bible. The Bible tells us that Jesus says that he will always guide us and protect us. So when we know Jesus, we have confidence that he wants to keep us safe. That always it will always end the way that it's supposed to end. It doesn't mean that things will be easy. but We can have safety when we know Jesus. That he will keep us safe. That he is always thinking about how to protect us. He will guide us. So we have love, the gift of acceptance, the gift of safety. And another one that I love is the gift of family. Family. Some of us have great families, our moms and our dads, and extended families, but some of us maybe come from families that don't have a lot of love or joy. Some of us have frustration with our families. And the beautiful gift of Jesus is that when we know Him, He promises us a family that transcends everything we could ever have. When we meet Jesus, we have a father in heaven who loves us, who will always take care of us, who will always provide for us. A dad in heaven. How awesome is that? And not only a dad, but God acts like a mom too. He's willing to hug us. He's willing to give us care. He loves us. He accepts us. He keeps us safe. And he gives us brothers and sisters who are right here today who we can love and be a part of. Everybody around you, kids, look at every person around you. They're your brother and your sister in Jesus. We have a family because of Jesus. His gifts last forever. They never wear out. How awesome would it be if our toys never broke? How awesome would it be if we never had to fix the brakes on our car, if our engines never broke, or if our houses never need repaired? But that's just not life. But the gifts that Jesus gives us through him never wear out. They never get old. And while toys and games and other gifts, they're awesome, right? And they're fun. They always get broken. They always wear out and we leave us wanting us more of them and we get bored. And so we always need more things. But Jesus says long after Christmas is over, that having love and acceptance and safety and family, it keeps us happy and full of life and it gives us purpose and meaning. So We said at the very beginning of our message that Jesus is the unrivaled gift, that he's the best, most awesome gift ever. Why is that? If you're taking notes, write this down. Right here, this is our big idea of the day, that Jesus is the best gift ever because his gifts are the best ever. Can we all say that together? Jesus is the best gift ever because his gifts are the best ever. Now, what do we say When you want something from someone. Kids, what do we say? If you want something, what's the word? Please, right? So what do we say when we want something? We say, yes, please. Can I have it? Right? Now listen to what the lady said at the well when she talked to Jesus. Verse 15, she said, sir, the woman said to him, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and come here to drink water. She said, yes, please, to him. She heard Jesus say, I have this water for you. I have these gifts for you. And he's, and she said, yes, please, I want that. I want what you have for me. And so that's the lesson for us today. The best part of what Jesus is offering is it's free. We don't have to pay for it. We can't earn it. But Jesus says, I want to love you. I want to give you family. I want to give you acceptance. I want to keep you safe. I want to give you meaning and purpose in life. And it's free. And all you have to do is say, yes, I want that Jesus. Yes, please give it to me. That's all he says. All we have to do is ask. All we have to do to find meaning in life and purpose and love and joy is to say yes to Jesus. Will we be like the lady at the well today, the woman at the well, who hears what Jesus has to offer and asks Please give it to me. Please give it to me. Would you guys stand with me and we're going to pray together. Jesus is the best gift, the most unrivaled gift, the awesome gift. And we just have to say yes. And that's what we're going to do today. Close your eyes with me. If you are... If this is your first time and you want to say yes to Jesus and say yes, please, to him for the very first time, you've never done that, or, or if you know Jesus and you say, I want to say yes to him again, I want to receive the love and the joy and the acceptance and the safety and the family and all the other gifts that he offers. Maybe you know him, but you need a fresh gift from him today today. We're going to pray together. I'm going to say some words, and I just want you to repeat after me. And as one family today, we're going to say these words together. Let's pray and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I choose you today. I say yes, please, to you. I want your gifts. I want your love. I want your acceptance and safety. I want to be a part of your family. I believe in you. I receive your free gift. Help me to live for you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you call Encounter Church Home or if you'd like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterGiving.com. Also, stay up to date with us throughout the week by follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EncounterPGH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.